What's up, family? Happy Wednesday. It's Independence Day week. It's actually the day before Independence Day. All sorts of freedom and liberty we're celebrating here in the United States. And, of course, there's nothing but freedom and liberty to celebrate in the world of pro wrestling. And we do that right here on The Faction. It's your man, GB. Hope you guys are having a great Independence Day eve. We are. And, yes, we'll take the holiday off. But there's too much to talk about. To be off now, you guys have been waiting for this, and so have we. So with that said, I've got my good brothers with me. Courtney Beard's here. What's up, brother? Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. We are one day away from barbecue, hot dogs, hamburgers, potato salad, and somebody told me that collard greens ain't nothing but warmed-up salad. Shame on you. Who said that? Someone who has no sense. Oh, Lord. (laughs) No, I, I would never put salad and collard greens in the same sentence. They said collard greens is just warmed up salad. Well, don't they know which warmed up salad me, is is soggy? Which, which did throw me into a mental frenzy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to say like I told the people at Uno. Nah, fam, I'm going to do what I want. Oh, gosh. Well, warmed up salad is soggy. So I, I don't know where that, mm-hmm. that came from. Anyway, the clack attack is back. Brandon Clack is here. What's up, brother? What's going on, everybody? I've got quality Wi-Fi today, and I can't wait for Courtney's to go out. I just can't wait. (laughs) That will be the highlight of my day when he says, And of course, it'll it'll be in the middle of him trying to make some amazing point, and he'll just, you know, fall to pieces. I always feel like just something steps in Mm -hmm. and just interrupts the Mm Wi-Fi. Doing the most heated part of when you really have something to say to defend (laughs) yourself. It's like the heavens are wrestling. Say, "Mm -mm, shut up. We don't care. (laughs) It's quite hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Well, how's the week been? Uh, We'll talk about our kind of off show in a second. But how's the rest of the week, the weekend, all that stuff? How's it been for you? Man, for me, it's been amazing. I feel like I'm on a, a high climb trajectory. Okay. I feel like life is going well. Good. I'm excited about the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. I still don't know. Quinette is trying to get me to drive to the beach to Galveston. You and should. I just, you see, I'm not like Clack. Clack can do car rides, and so can you, GB. Yeah. I hate car rides. I just <laughs> can't say anything over an hour. Really? So what happened? I, it, I, just, I just see it as pointless time. No, I man, mean, that's then, valuable now, now, time. Now, I'll tell you how I kill it. I've been going to the gym lately, mm-hmm. and when I go see Clack goes to the gym and listens to something spiritual. Yeah, I listen to Jim Cornette curse for for an hour straight. Yeah, that, <laughs> so, that'll get you moving. So Quinetta doesn't want to hear Jimmy uh, Jimmy Cornette yelling for an hour and then a mix of Stephen A. Smith. Oh man, okay. Well, how far is Galveston from San Antonio? I don't know, Clack. How far is it? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> How do you guys not know? Clack <laughs> is the original yeah. San Antonio liver and it has no clue. Oh uh, yeah, no, fam. Now have you I ever been nothing. have you ever gone to Galveston Clack? Not that I can remember. Okay. Maybe when I was like five or something oh, okay. like that. Well in that case, all right. I I'll give you a so, pass on that. I think it's four hours. Now here's GB, you're gonna understand this. Here's what the problem is. I'm spoiled. Yeah. Living in Virginia, 757, you're always 10 minutes away from a beach. So in my mind, to have to drive multiple 10 minutes, mm-hmm. if I have to drive four hours to get to a beach, that's stupid to me. Because growing up as a kid in Virginia, I jumped on my bike and I was there in 10 minutes. That's fair. 
I'll give you that. That's fair. So I think that's, that's what fair. it is. I, I think it is my inner protest. So, but wait, though. Don't you like beaches? I love the beach. Uh-huh. I really love, 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 love the beach. But I just don't see the hour of, of uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'll take her. I got 99 problems, but the beach ain't one. So. <laughs> So you should do it. You should do it. It's just the right thing to do. Yo, do you really think I should take her? Clyde, what you, do you think? You should. Uh, if she requested to go, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Don't you want a happy home? I, I do, but maybe I should just take her like to Jamaica or something. I'd much rather spend four hours on a plane than four hours in a car. But even when you get but when you get off the plane, what's the difference? But even when you get off the plane yeah. in Jamaica, you're gonna have to get into a car and ride to a beach. How far is the drive from the airport to the to the uh, beach in Jamaica? So here's the deal, right? Like in Jamaica, there are obviously multiple ways to get to the, the beach. There's not just one beach. There are many, but like the roads there, you have to drive off of a road. And it's so you you could, you know, it's not just like, okay, here's the road and there's the beach. It's not that at all. So depending upon Lord the numbers. beach, yeah, depending upon the beach, you could ride a while. Hashtag take key and, to the beach. And on top of that, you know, there are beaches connected to the resort, and then there are beaches connected to where, uh, you know, the locals live, and they're different, and they have different points of entry, etc., etc. So I would just say <laughs> get in a car and take her to the beach. All right. I think you guys have won. Yeah, well, no, actually, you'll be the one winning. Hey, hey, come on now. <laughs> uh, neither come of us are now. at the beach. So you, you go and go to the beach and win. Win. Oh yeah. Win. Yes, yes. Clack, how was your week, man? Uh, it was busy. Okay. Uh, I'm still trying to uh recuperate and so but uh so my voice probably sounds like I'm in a in a valley of dry bones. <laughs> it's cuz cuz of all that fire and heat, huh? True, very true. Yeah. And then we had a couple of services here in Memphis and Good Lord. I had to spend all day getting Noah back to health. Although I do have a praise report. Okay. I know we don't typically do those here, but just handle it. Yesterday, on Noah's bed of affliction, he abandoned watching ESPN and Kevin Durant. And he is back to watching wrestling. Now, that is worthy. That's a worthy praise report. He spent eight hours watching Cyber Sundays. Wow. He went through all of the Cyber Sundays. Really? (laughs) Did he he hit the taboo Tuesdays at all? I uh, I don't know, wow. but I, I know he was he was just hooked on a triple threat match: wow. Undertaker, CM Punk, and Batista, wow. and it was like revival broke out. Wow! He was like, I never knew these three fought. He was hooked. <laughs> I was so proud. Clack, you're raising them right. You are. You know those parents that watch their kids like coloring, and they watch them through their door, mm-hmm. and the kids don't know that they're coloring mm-hmm. with with a. With a gigantic father's heart, yes, I watched him as he attempted to body slam himself, <laughs> and as he clotheslined his pillow, I was so proud. <laughs> it's the hey, little thing. Did, did you guys ever wrestle your pillow coming up? Oh, oh yeah. did I? Man, listen, well, I had it even better than that. I had my parents had gotten me this uh, teddy bear that was bigger than me. So mm. when I when I came of age, he was my wrestling buddy. And I yeah, wrestled man. him. You fought Giant Gonzalez. Oh, yes. <laughs> and won. You fought Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I, I hate to just expose Courtney, but 
That's hilarious. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, listen, if you guys missed our last show, you missed something special because I'm not talking about our Wednesday show. We had a pop-up podcast last week right on the heels of the huge announcement surrounding Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman and their new position. People asked what we thought. Well, we did a whole podcast in dedication to that. And many of you, uh, I'll just say this, a lot of you listened. A whole lot. So if you missed it, go back and check it out. It was absolutely amazing. And, uh, boy, we had a lot to say on that one. So go back, check it out. It's available wherever you get your podcast. So that means we've got a brand new episode today. And there's a lot, and I do mean a lot, to talk about. We'll see how much we get to. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. Hey, welcome to The Faction. This is episode 172. We will kick things off with the AEW Fighter Fest recap we also have a little aew prep for the fight for the falling is impact tv getting a new deal hey did you see wwe raw and i know you saw smackdown and we'll probably end up giving you our predictions for impact slammiversary pay-per-view but first this song is about me going to the beach break the walls down chris jericho you're listening to the faction on bottom fight radio that's radio the way it's supposed to be it's me ddp the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang!
We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction powered by Bonafide Radio. And you were just listening to Break the Walls Down. GB, give us some wrestling news. All right. So this has been a very busy week in the world of pro wrestling. And we're going to talk about as much of it as we can. We're going to start with AEW's latest pay-per-view. It was called Fighter Fest. It went down in Daytona Beach, Florida at the Daytona Beach Ocean Center and was a collaborative show with CEO Gaming, which I think is a pretty brilliant move uh, combining the video game world with the world of pro wrestling. The two worlds have been linked for a long time anyway. It aired totally free on Bleacher Report Live. And here's how it went down. It started uh, with a tag team match in the buy-in. That's how the best friends defeat Private Party in SCU. The best friends will now get a spot in the AEW Tag Team Title Tournament. Allie, fresh off of her time at Impact Wrestling, defeated Leva Bates, formerly known as Blue Pants. Michael Nakazawa defeated CEO uh, CEO, CEO, Alex DeBailey. No, that's really him. He's the CEO of CEO Gaming. All right, when we get to the actual pay-per-view, uh, we've got Rio, who defeated Nyla Rose and Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, Sima defeated Christopher Daniels. Hangman Page defeated MJF, Jimmy Havoc, and Jungle Boy in a fatal four-way. Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen ended in a time limit draw. What a match. Then we saw a six-man tag match that saw Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks defeat the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. And in an unsanctioned match, John Moxley defeated Joey Janela. And then John Moxley uh, was the victim of a good beatdown, courtesy of Kenny Omega. Okay, lots of things happen in this pay-per-view. Let's start off by getting your thoughts on AEW's fighter fest uh let's see courtney i'll, I'll give you the shot to, to start with this cool no problem listen it wasn't double or nothing it wasn't all in but if they're going for a great uh secondary pay-per-view and getting the fans used to uh uh their product and their people it was amazing now let me start with some things that i think outside of wrestling that i thought were great because those are the things that, that i pay attention to one the fact that it was a partnership with bleacher report was absolutely huge which wasn't huge on my end i don't know if anybody else had this is that if i walked away and came back i would always have to refresh my screen i wasn't happy about that now that could be just a, a thing on my end but i was trying to listen and walk around like i would do with a normal pay-per-view and i had to refresh my screen so a wait, few times so, so help me with that you so you walked away you were doing stuff when you came back, it wasn't like you tried to pause it and it didn't work. Or? No, no, I, no, I didn't pause it. It would say something like, uh, 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 start watching now or from beginning, something like that. And I would have to re hit the button to, to restart. Oh, so there were moments where I would miss something because I'd be walking around and unsure. Now, again, that could be a connection on my end, okay. but I had it over and over again. So I would say, even if it's nothing, that's something for their media tech team to look into. Okay. Something else that they did great was their social media was great. Mm -hmm. You saw uh, them posting the, the I can't remember the, the gentleman's name who fought Cody, but the move Darby he did Allen. off the top rope, yeah, which yeah, yeah. was crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. uh, the chair shot. 
So we'll they plug the right things. Yeah. They also plug Jungle Boy because Jungle Boy was money mm-hmm. at Fighter Fest. I mean, you cannot deny who he is. Uh, a lot of I saw a lot of images of the Young Bucks in their match. Mm-hmm. So I think overall it was good. I did find that we had a little bit of. Uh, uh, I, I wonder if when uh, when when um, I'm, I'm having such a brain. Kenny Omega mm-hmm. hit Chris Jericho with that guitar. That wasn't a fake guitar, people. Oh, you mean uh, John Moxley? When I'm sorry, when, when he hit John Moxley with the guitar, yeah, that wasn't a fake guitar. Yeah, that was an absolute real guitar. It was. Now another thing that I like is the pre-show. I like the way the whole thing felt. I love the way the production felt. I think the production quality is high. Now, this is where Clack is going to kill me. Because after years of watching, WWE has always had this color pop on everybody else. Where they've had this pop of color that's always stood out more than everyone else. I wonder how AEW can make their colors pop as much as WWE just to offer us something in this HD world that is colorful and in your face. I know it's small. We can talk about the wrestling. If you want to talk about the wrestling, I know I'm talking a whole lot. Another thing that AEW could benefit from is having some type of a performance center. I can tell that some of the guys are used to going at indie paces and they aren't used to having those hard cams in their face watching their every move. Because some of the moves were a little slow. Some of the moves were called, and I can see the calling it on that hard cam. So they got to figure out how to adjust from being in a bingo hall or being in a place that doesn't have such a high-quality hard cam to having that hard cam. Hmm. That's a, that is a very production-based recap, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I don't think you're going to hear that kind of a recap anywhere else, which I like. So that's super cool. Clack, uh, what did you think? I mean, it was a free pay-per-view. so He thought nothing. <laughs> he watched nothing. He probably did watch nothing. You know what he watched? He watched, he watched the, the he, social media. That, yeah, yeah, I bet that's what he watched. But maybe he'll surprise us and tell us that he actually uh, signed up with Bleacher Report to watch this pay-per-view. What'd you do, Clyde? No, I won't surprise you. Um, I did get my recaps from social media. Shame. And it seemed like a mild success. But I'm, I'm telling you, and, and I can't wait until we switch gears. You know where the real chatter and fire is coming from right now. Well, no. So- <laughs> no, uh, wait, wait till we get to yours. Be- because as someone said, w- when watching uh, this week's festivities mm-hmm. on Monday and Tuesday, they said, we better thank God for Fighter Fest because they gave some guys some fuel. So don't even start well, with your food. Let me, let, me start, let me start by saying this. First of all, um, I, I think a... a, a we're seeing something in the wrestling business we've never seen before. Uh, as I said at the top of the year, we're seeing a company birthed right before our eyes, raised right before our eyes. We've never seen this before. We've never, we were not privy to the birth of WWE. We were not privy to even, quite frankly, the birth of ECW because ECW during the 90s, of course, was still very much a regional promotion. They did not have, of course, we didn't have social media, and they didn't have a consistent presence in terms of uh of television yes did, did, were you able to watch that that early ecw stuff with living in new york so here's the funny part i was able to watch early ecw the problem was it would come on like msg or some random channel okay. at like 2 a.m 
So there wasn't a consistent time that you could watch it, but we were seeing and hearing the rumblings, yes. Because all I had was VHS tapes that guys at school yeah. would have. But I figured being up north, you guys probably actually to had watch. it on okay on yeah. a weekly basis. Yeah, and believe it or not, my brother was the one who got me into ECW. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, so with that said, I'll, I'll say this from a production standpoint. Now, I had a different issue. Um, I actually had to start watching the buy-in on YouTube, uh, which was weird to me because it was supposed to air live on, on Bleacher Report. And when I would go to Bleacher Report, and I have a Bleacher Report account, uh, it, it gave me the, the kind of – it was a weird screen that it gave me. But when you initially logged in, you could see action was happening, but it defaulted to that screen. So yeah. I had to literally sign in through Twitter in order to get it right. And then when I went back to my app, it eventually got it right. With yeah. that said, I didn't see the other production issues that you mentioned. Um, but I will say this. I think, a first of all, we have to realize this. This card was not designed to be as long as Double or Nothing because it was a, um, a joint venture. It, it kind of reminded me of... You know, it's part of the bigger thing, and the bigger thing in this case was the CEO gaming convention. So, uh, with that said, obviously they had a packed house. They had great action. You know what I like? One of the many things I like about AEW is that their pre-show matters, right? So, where the WWE's pre-show is primarily, you know, 30 to 40 minutes of analyzing and talk and recapping previous, um, you know, uh, storylines or matches or preparing for that... Uh, the buy-in actually has matches and they're consistent match on top of match on top of match um, so I appreciate that all those matches matter it was my first time getting to see the team private party live and there had been a lot of hubbub about them and they lived up to it I thought you know uh, certainly the biggest crowd they performed in front of now one of the differences that nobody's mentioned but I appreciate it what was different from Double or Nothing that was a win to me was they changed out the uh, the folks doing color commentary. So Alex yeah. Marvez, who absolutely stunk up the joint for Double or Nothing because he's not really made for color commentary, they pulled him out. And uh, Excalibur was in. Excalibur did an amazing job. They had another gentleman in who did a great job. And so them sitting alongside, ultimately, JR, that all worked. It worked. Hey, JR's getting his speed back. He is. I noticed that. JR's getting his speed back. JR, you know, I, I think when JR was doing uh, New Japan stuff, you could tell, like, he didn't believe in the product as much as, you know, he's believed in other products. And, and it came off in the way he, he did his job. Now I think he's getting his groove back, and we're getting the JR who had a faster pace, who knew his stuff, who was involved. So that felt really, really good. Um, I really like that. Um, what I also like about AEW is there's enough diversity in the product, right? So there were these moments where, of course, you had hard-hitting, fast-paced action. Then you had their own bit of, of comedy, you know, which I was like, wow. Personally, you know, now some in the internet community uh, gave them a hard time about this whole fighter fest being the playoff of fire fest. I thought it was brilliant. I thought, I thought it was, it was brilliant. well thought out. Brilliant. Um, I think some people in the internet are just prudes, for lack of a better term, and and some folks are just looking for clickbait uh, and they're trying to figure out something to write, so they write up stupid stuff like that. I thought fighter fest from start to finish, it was consistent in its concept. Um, you know, they had the whole uh, tent 
that looked like the tents that those guys had at the fire fest they yeah, had like all, i mean it the was models. really yeah the models yeah. that was super super cool and then they fused in the gaming things as well so for um for the young bucks and for kenny omega to come out like street fighter you know like that stuff all was cool and yeah. it made a lot of sense. So congratulations. AEW is definitely very nerd conscious. And I love that. Because the nerd community will keep you alive. Yeah. And, and, that's, now, and that's important. I think you got to know your niche. And your niche in this particular case um, is not to go after the casual fan. It is to go after the hardcore fan, yeah. which I think they've done. Now, guys, I, I, I don't know about you. But I, I didn't feel so bad watching Cody take that shot. I, I you Let's know, talk I, about I, that I, shot. I, I didn't, I didn't cringe. I mean, did either, either of you guys cringe? I cringed. Um, I cringed uh, first of all because it was an unprotected chair shot, and uh, we've not seen unprotected chair shots really back since that infamous, you know, uh, I quit match between The Rock and uh, Mick Foley at Royal Rumble where Mick Foley took about 17 of those unprotected chair shots. Um, it was uncomfortable to watch, and you could kind of tell that uh, JR and the crew were trying to figure out what to do. JR and the crew said some things that I've never heard color commentary and pro wrestling say before. They immediately mentioned CTE. They immediately talked about that, which I thought, wow, that's pretty heavy stuff. Um, and so I, I don't know... You know, I will say that obviously there were a lot of people very concerned about that, even in AEW. Thankfully uh, for Cody, um, he only needed staples. He didn't have a concussion, but that was a really nasty gash. Um, but but I'll say this. They are, they are pushing the envelope, which if we're completely honest, those are the things that we always loved in the world of pro wrestling. Yeah. Get to it, the it, line and push it. And they did that. Listen, Clyde, what did you think? Well, he didn't watch, so he doesn't know. He had to see the chair shot. Well, I'm sure he tried to see that because it was a clip. <laughs> and, of course, he'll say something like... Did you not see it? He'll, he'll say The Rock and Mick Foley did it better because it was the Attitude Era. Go ahead. GP, uh, you know what? I hate that you're taking my points away from me. But, mm -hmm. I mean, clearly, mm -hmm. you already... The fact that you even brought it up lets me know that you know... That I know you can't can't be duplicated. Nope. It lets me know that I know you. That's all. Know those who labor among it, you. It, it wasn't a duplication. Guys uh, up until about fifteen years ago were taking shots like that. I mean, every every legend that we know has taken those chair shots. And you know, I feel like I'm about to start a fight that's gonna need to be a podcast. But don't you dare sit up here and act like the rock did not give Mick Foley. The chair shot of a lifetime. No one in any era has yeah. ever received the type of chair shot that I will, I will disagree with that because you cannot, Ooh. you cannot, you cannot discount the craziness that ECW was doing. ECW had pushed the bar so far. That's what inspired Nobody. The Rock to do that. Okay, now I'm going to have to go get the tapes for you because I promise Nobody. you, ECW. How many chair shots did Foley endure? Well, let me let nobody. me just put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. Well, there was nobody there me. was I a crazy nobody. man by the name of Terry Funk. I rest my case. He didn't receive that many chair shots in one setting. Oh, sir, Never. are you kidding he me? He probably did in some. Are you bar. kidding me? Terry, 
Fuck probably did it in front of a bar of 12 people. All I know is I have my proof. I would love to see yours. Okay. We'll, we will break out proof. We will do that. We will absolutely do that. You know what? We're going to take it to our Insta story. Who Guys, hit, you tell us who hit Terry the greatest chair time. shot you've ever seen. Well, and, and and on top of that, and on top of that, let's, that much? let's not forget that Terry Funk also was, wasn't he the one that was trapped in the ring in ECW when everybody just buried the ring with a, a bunch of steel chairs? About 100 steel chairs that came thing. in. That is, that's nothing compared, no, that is nothing compared to the isolation shots to the oh, skull. Once you get so, underneath so, like 10 chairs, are, you can't even feel okay, the other four. So, Come on. So are y'all kidding me? You are you, You're comparing apples to oranges. Enjoy the I chair shot or not? You know what this. happened? You know what happened? GB, would you rather be under 50 chairs just on top of you, or would you rather get hit in the head 15 times in a row? I'd, I'd rather, rather be not be chairs. around the chair. I'd rather sit on the chairs. How about that? But here's what I think. Oh I think Clack came here to Atlanta, got that fire, and that fire burned some of his brain cells because he's clearly not thinking straight. The reality <laughs> of it is this. It's very, very clear. ECW, well, I... I'll save that because I, I don't want to pull out my, my punch card. Wait, but here's the I'm, I'm with Clack. This is a podcast. This, this is a podcast. hit more times, more viciously. Nobody. I'm not talking it about was vicious. where the I'm idea not going to take that from you. Nobody's denying it's vicious about where the nature. Idea came from. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. I think Mick Foley, and, and this really is a separate podcast on its own. I think Mick Foley could arguably be the the – he could be the, 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 the case study for why wrestling ended up having to change, and it wasn't just a chair shot. Uh, that's another no, story. I think we, can, we can credit Benoit with that. But, no, he was before Benoit. He was before Benoit. He was before. They did, look, go back and watch the Hell in a Cell match with him and The Undertaker, okay? Uh, 21 years old now. That match is still one of the most brutal, violent matches, and we never saw a match that matched. That level of brute. Well, I take that back. I think I saw one match that came close. Uh, no, not that. It came close, a close second, but I'll deal with that another time. Anyway, anyway, AEW Fighter Fest. Uh, overall, I think it was a success. It did what it was supposed to do in getting a lot of eyes on it. It was completely free on Bleacher Report, and they're not stopping. They've got another pay per view coming. Uh, a week from this coming Saturday, it's called Fight for the Fall, and it's taking place in Jacksonville, Florida, on July the 13th, and uh, it's going to be highlighted by one of the main events, the Young Bucks versus Cody and Dustin Rhodes, uh, which should be absolutely amazing, and guess what, guys? It is free on Bleacher Report. So if you got your account for Fighter Fest, you can go ahead and log in to watch it then. But interestingly enough, it's going to have some competition. History will be made as at the same night, I'm not joking, at the same time, the WWE on the WWE Network will release and will air for the first time ever its first non-WWE wrestling program as Evolve's 10th year anniversary is going to go down and air live on the WWE Network directly to oppose AEW's Fight for the Fallen. It's going to be a crazy Saturday, uh, and we'll we'll have some time to talk about that in a little bit. But AEW Fighter Fest, I think we got a serious situation on our hands. All Elite continuing to do some pretty big things. So before we go to break, 
Uh, I want to throw something out there because, again, there's a lot that's happening here in the world of pro wrestling, and that's this. Impact Wrestling um, has had a couple of things go on. Number one, there's talk of a new TV deal that may happen after Slammiversary, uh, and that deal will involve them going to Access TV. Now, why is that important? Access TV owned by Mark Cuban. Access TV already the home to two different wrestling programs. New Japan is airing on there, and the women of wrestling are airing on there. So to have Impact on there, that'd be three wrestling shows, which is kind of impressive, but it's also historic, as I don't remember the last time a TV network aired three different wrestling promotions uh, at the same time. So that's pretty interesting. But also for Impact Wrestling, um, they've got a brand new producer, a full-time producer, in the name of D'Lo Brown, who has signed a multi-year deal to be a producer there at Impact Wrestling. Now, he's already been doing work at Impact, and he's gotten a lot of great reviews. And so this is going to be kind of a significant moment for Impact Wrestling because now you have a guy who certainly was heavily involved in WWE, and uh, he's going to be doing some great things in terms of producing. What do you guys think these moves are going to do for Impact Wrestling? Anyone? Somebody? Clack? Any thoughts? <laughs> That's what I think it's going to do. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I, I wanted the silence to tell you what oh, it's going to do. Oh, Impact God. Wrestling, it, I just don't see much hope for it. I now, really have, don't. No, wait. Wait, you don't see much hope for it, but have you watched it? No, that's why I don't see much hope for oh, it. Oh, Because it hasn't done enough to make me want to watch. Oh, my gosh. What just like I don't see much hope for AEW. But that's because, just because you, okay, I don't even know why I'm asking you. Maybe I should just get to you when we talk about WWE things, since that's the only thing you watch. Courtney, I know you have some interest in this. Do you think, uh, what do you think that all this stuff does for Impact? That is, you know, Access TV, D'Lo Brown, what do you think? Clack has sent the Wi-Fi demons to try to steal my signal. And so I hope to get through this. I think D'Lo Brown signing a long-term contract is like me having a commitment to only eat off-brand Wendy's every day. It means nothing. <laughs> Did you just completely diss D'Lo Brown? I diss both of them, sir. Wow. Both of them. I'm like Clack. Impact is the church that never stays in one location longer than a year, and they keep switching their services. So I have no clue what's going on. have no clue where they're located. They've been through four pastors. Just die. What an ungrateful thing for you to say, can, considering can, that you can were I make heavily. That a shirt? Just can, die. Considering you were heavily in the Slammiversary promotion. Shame on and, you. And I thank you, but pay me for my likeness. The same way I didn't get paid, D'Lo will never see a check. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. Well, I'll say this before we go to break. Dallas, Texas is a huge wrestling town, and it has been a huge wrestling town for this week. Uh, of course, Monday Night Raw took place in Dallas this past Monday, which we'll talk about in our next segment. The start of the G1 Climax is this Saturday at the same arena that Monday Night Raw was in, the American Airlines Arena. And then the next night, Impact Wrestling Slammiversary promotion is taking place in Dallas as well. So Dallas playing home to three different wrestling promotions, three different wrestling events, which should be incredible. And before we end the show today, uh, we're going to put 
the uh, faction championship to the test as we'll be giving our predictions for not just the G1 Climax, but for also Impact Slammiversary as well. So we'll be doing all of that. Should be fun. We'll see just how well our guys do. But still to come, we're talking Monday Night Raw. This could be the most spirited conversation we've had about Monday Night Raw and SmackDown in a long time as we get our first look at Monday Night Raw in the Paul Heyman era. But right now we're going to take a break. Let's do that with some music. Coming from Matt Riddle's theme song from CFO, it's called Hey Bro. You've got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is a total package Lex Luger, and you are turned into the faction. Bro.
now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Pain is in the building. <laughs> you can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Why, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click Advertise. Or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonafide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonafide.com or via the Bonafide Radio app. Bonafide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to a song. A song. Uh, a, a I sing that a song <laughs> should be something more. Beautiful <laughs> 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 melody. Oh, like, all I can think is the whiners. <laughs> hey, hey, them whiners, boys, would have been good wrestlers. They're some big guys. The whiners would have been. They'd be like the. Are the whiners the gospel Von Erichs? They just a big old family no, of wrestling. Don't call them the Von Erichs. They were tragic. Yeah. The Von Erichs was a yeah, tragic family. Yeah, they ended bad. Yeah, that's there's okay, only one left. The, uh, you know what I mean? I mean by talent. Are they the Are they the Hart family of wrestling? I'd rather call gospel. them the Hart family, not the Von Erichs. Jeez, uh, the Hart oh family ended bad, also, guys. No, only one one bad ending in the Hart family. And only didn't one. something happen to Brett? Something's wrong with Brett. Well, right? Brett, Brett hey, had man. Brett. No, Brett had a stroke thanks to WCW's Goldberg. Um, oh, and man, come then, on, and then he ended up marrying a black wife. He got, hey, he date, he married to a sister, fam, a sister, sister, a sister, sister. I got questions for y'all once we go to break. Sister, sister. I will sister. not say what I want to say now. Oh, well, with that said, listen, uh, <laughs> we we you better started... be excellent in his execution. <laughs> <laughs> the best there is, the best there was, and the best he better there be. ever will be. He's the best there was, the best there ever will be, and all that stuff. So our pop-up podcast series kicked off on Thursday, and it was really quite amazing as we talked about the huge news that came from WWE that uh, – Guys like Eric Bischoff, former director of WCW, and Paul Heyman, former director of ECW, have both signed deals to be executive directors of SmackDown and Monday Night Raw, respectively, beginning July 1st. So this past Monday gave us our first look at the Paul Heyman era of Monday Night Raw. So with that said, let's get our Raw recap, courtesy of Courtney. Take it away. Speaking of the Von Erichs, live from Dallas, Texas, 
at the American Airline Arenas, WWE Raw kicked things off and was explosive, shall I say, as the two big men actually put on a wrestling show with Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley first having some in-ring competition, but going to a no contest when both were taken to the local medical facility. Samoa Joe and the Viking Raiders defeated the New Day. The Undertaker, the dead man, confronted Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Lacey Evans defeated Natalya. The Miz defeated Elias in a two out of three falls. Universal Champion Seth Rollins and Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch defeated Michael Canellas and a pregnant Maria Canellas. NXT Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, confronted Paul Heyman. Nikki Cross defeated Carmella. And Drake Maverick, with his wife nearby, defeated Archie to become the new 24-7 champion. And I believe he went on a honeymoon. United States Champion Ricochet defeated AJ Styles in what should have happened not one year, not two years, but almost three years ago. The club reformed as they attacked Ricochet after the match. Guys, what did you think about Paul Heyman's Monday Night Raw? So I do know that Clack has been waiting for now two days to have this conversation. So I will save my commentary until after his uh, well-timed soliloquy. So begin, sir. I, I am literally in my room bouncing around like Brock Lesnar. When, yeah. when I tell you I was so Monday Night Raw is back and, and it is back with a vengeance. It's people were paying attention. This was the first time and I can't even tell you how long where I watched Monday Night Raw from cover to cover. I don't really want to talk about how great the individual matches are in my piece of having a praise break from Monday Night Raw. All I want to pull out to you all is that the both of you are gleaming with excitement. You are beaming with anticipation. You two have high-fived each other. You two went off in the group chat. I'm telling on you today. You, you two chest bumped each other. John Murray chimed in about how we were finally back to the kind of wrestling that we need. All that anyone needs to know about any recap for Monday Night Raw is this. You need to know that Courtney Beard and Gerard Bonner are excited about wrestling again. Well, let's be fair, okay? I've been excited about wrestling for a good minute, and I have said consistently for the last two years on this show that we are currently living in the greatest era of pro wrestling. You denied it, you refuted it, you rebutted it, and everything that has happened has proven it. Don't think that I'm not excited about pro wrestling because I hadn't been excited about Monday Night Raw. There are other other presentations that I've been more excited about. Have I been excited about this presentation of Monday Night Raw? Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you why, but I'm waiting for you, Clack, to use two words that you have consistently used on this show and in the group chat you swore by as to why Monday Night Raw is great again. So go ahead and use those two words and they will be the key, the opportunity, my permission to be able to speak on Monday Night Raw. So continue, sir. No, oh no, I, I have my uh, assessment of Monday Night Raw is like from everlasting to everlasting. 
from And every- here's what I mean by that. You and Courtney Beard are excited about wrestling again. See, you can say it was the greatest era of wrestling because of your little pop-up shops and all of that little weird stuff that's going on. But it's it's like when the Lakers are relevant, then basketball is relevant. When the Cowboys are relevant, football is relevant. When the Yankees are relevant, baseball is relevant. And when W oh, oh, hold on a second. I thought I heard an organ. And when WWE is relevant, look at you two. You two are so excited. No. Nope. You're trying to I this is why we really need to people need to be able to see us. You two believe and know that when WWE is on top, wrestling is on top. So, and listen, I, I I won't argue with that. Thank you. I, I, I will not argue with the fact that when WWE, which has been the Globe's number one uh, recognized wrestling brand across the globe, if you ask any person, name a wrestling group, they'll either say WWF or WWE. I give that to you. So when they're doing well, the whole gamut is doing well. Now, I'll jump in and say, yes, it's true that they had a 9.7 ratings increase, which is huge. And shame on you, Clack, for not even being willing to say the words mm-hmm. that you've been using for quite some time. Oh, I've, because got, the group, know, I've got the group chat. I'm going to quote him. Because he knows when mm-hmm. a chair shot is coming. I'm going to quote him. Quote from the, the group chat. I wish you all could see this. He says, and I quote, I sense the attitude era trying to creep back in unquote uh that's not shame on me and you two thought you hit me with a chair shot but i really hit you two with it no you didn't i wanted no, you, didn't. you to say it out of no. your mouth no nope. and i want you to believe it i want your cheeks and your your teeth and your jaws to get used to saying the come on say it with me the attitude era is back it's back now, I'm, I'm back I'm, so you got him singing Eric Bischoff now. This is wonderful. Um, Eric's a part of the Attitude Era. Let me. Let me. Welcome okay. Let, let's let's clarify a few things. Okay, I feel the need to clarify a few things. There is the Attitude Era. There are the Monday Night Wars, and there is pretty much WCW. So here's how this goes. Pretty much WCW is recognized for their heyday, which was basically 1995 to about 1999. It was their activity in WCW that created what we know as the Monday Night Wars. And then it was the activity that happened in WWE circa 96, 97, probably more so 97 than 96, that started dubbing things the Attitude Era. So let's be clear, anything Attitude Era is WWE. Anything outside of WWE that happened during that time frame is not the Attitude Era because it was coined as a phrase by Vince and his crew in their desire to move from that new generation era to take the gloves off and to try to present a more realistic presentation in Vince's words, dubbing us the Attitude Era. So no, Eric Bischoff is not a part of the Attitude Era. Eric Bischoff is what actually helped to form and produce the Attitude Era as a response to their butts getting kicked for 83 weeks by WCW. Now, 
if we're going to be completely honest, what we're seeing now is not a resurgence of the Attitude Era. What it is, is the brainchild of Paul Heyman, without whom there would have been no Attitude Era. We didn't get hardcore matches until we had ECW. We didn't get that true edge until we had ECW. You're not thankful for the Attitude Era. You're thankful for the mind and the presentation of Paul Heyman and ECW. How do you know we're seeing the brainchild of Paul Heyman? There are several things we can look at. Let's start with the fact that this event did not start. This is the first time Monday Night Raw in probably years didn't start with talking. It started with action and we found ourselves talking about the action we talked about an explosion we talked about matches we talked about uh 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 uh, uh t- graves graves using an expletive that wasn't bleeped out that during the yeah. eight o'clock hour that was huge yeah, I- I rewound that part a million times. It was you, be, because here's the thing. You knew you weren't going to see that on Hulu. You knew they ah. weren't going to replay that, you know? So there's that. But then there are other things. So, for instance, think about this. Who other than Paul Heyman could take somebody from obscurity and bring them into notoriety? Let me give you a couple of cases to look at. Before you started talking about mankind and dude love, a certain Mick Foley got fired from WCW and really made his way to ECW where he turned around and decided to go anti-hardcore and that made him prime prime real estate for WWE. Let's take a certain Steve Austin, who had been doing an amazing job as part of the Hollywood Blondes, who gets fired while he's not even at work, finds his way to ECW, finds his niche, learns how to talk, and we get what is now Stone Cold Steve Austin, not from WCW and not from WWE. We got it from the mind of Paul Heyman, what you will not do is give the Attitude Era credit for something that the Attitude Era did not do. What we saw Monday night was Paul Heyman. Think about this. So he did that with a Mick Foley. He did that with a Steve Austin. So why not take a guy like Mike Bennett, a.k.a. Mike Kanellis, who had been floundering in 205 Live, take his wife Maria, bring them straight from 205 Live, into a match with your two biggest stars in the company, the Universal Champion and the Raw Women's Champion. Everybody thought that it was going to be a flop match. By the time the match was over, nobody was talking about uh, uh, Becky Lynch or Seth Rollins. We were all talking about, wait a minute, this woman just said in the middle of the match, A, she's pregnant, told her husband, that's how she announces it, and B says, if I wanted to get impregnated, there's only one man around here, Becky Lynch. That is classic Paul Heyman. I'm here to tell you, Paul Heyman showed up in a big, big way. He's the reason we're excited about Monday Night Raw. And here's what is even better, oh great Brandon Clack, you who praise the Attitude Era, you who say there is a talent deficit. Well, I didn't see a whole lot of 
uh, old talent being used for all of this. He took the current existing talent. He took a Braun Strowman and a Bobby Lashley, two guys that should be great that we really weren't talking much about. And we've been talking about him all week. He took two people from 205 Live, for crying out loud, and made them shine better than your two champions on Monday Night Raw. He put the club back together. He gave us AJ and Ricochet to end the show. How many more things do you have to look at to say, no, we don't have a talent deficit, friends? What we had was a direction deficit that was filled by the same guy who took Eastern Championship Wrestling and made it ECW, the same guy who helped to push along WCW and push along the WWE, is doing it again. Hashtag thank you, Heyman. So here's my question. Well, for you guys, was it, it's, is it really as tough to watch Seth and Becky Lynch as I feel like it is? Yes. I, and more and more, awesome. more and more, I'm starting to feel like, and, and the internet community is saying it, and I'm starting to agree with it now. I'm starting to feel like this is a manufactured relationship. Because this usually, is, it's weird. Usually, you would see some chemistry somewhere between a couple that really is. You know, kind of together or whatever. I don't. I, my, let, me, let me put it this way. My, I see. My I comment see, almost got us kicked off off the radio just when I was about to say. I see chemistry when I see you and Quinetta. I see chemistry clack when I see you and Christabel. I hope you guys see chemistry when you see me and Yanni. I do not see chemistry when I see Becky and Seth. And I don't think it's a wrestling thing. I'm just going to stay quiet on this one. No. Well, you brought it up. How are you going to stay quiet? You brought I, yeah, it up. Be, 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 be. <laughs> You're the one who brought it up. Clack, go ahead. No, clack. Go ahead. Clack. Go tell, ahead. Tell me there wasn't more chemistry between Mike and Maria Kanellis than there was between Becky and Seth. There, there, there is. Clack. What were you about to say? <laughs> no comment. You're not going to get me to say it. I'm not saying Somebody it. say it. Say it. It's I've the faction. The, Darn it. I've, say it. I've seen better chemistry in, in church uh, or in other locations uh, between other people, but <laughs> this chemistry is just hard, hard to watch. And there's sometimes when I see couples and I just say to myself, y'all need to have a little bit more intricate conversation about about your reasons for being together. This right here does not look like, I mean, Becky Lynch looks like she will punch Seth in the face. She probably and, will. And uh, I, I I just think, I don't know. I think Paige and Seth would have been great together, uh, which, which, which you never know because Paul is bringing people back. And so I think overall the show was, was great. It was great to see Pyro back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who co-signed on that. I'm interested in what the budget is every week. I'm interested if Heyman has a budget to work with and has to stay under that because I saw him use a lot of guys that have been overlooked mm-hmm. in one week. And this is what Heyman is great at. Heyman is great at one week and getting you over. The Street Profits went from NXT, which I'm, I am i don't watch much NXT. I'm almost Clyde, Do you watch NXT? I'm going to say no. You didn't know who the Street uh, Profits are. Yeah. I know yeah. who the Street Profits are, but nah. You right. shame on you guys. And, and 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 so I actually am interested in the street profits who are called Crime Time Three. And so 
I'm interested with, in with, Crime with, Time 3. They, they, they um, have way more charisma than Crime Time. Sure. And so Crime Time 3, uh, I'm interested to see what Crime Time 3 does. Right now, they feel like a knockoff of the knockoff of the knockoff of leftover Uso taglines. But I'm interested to see them what they well, do in the so ring. See, but that's that's why you need to watch NXT because NXT Montez Ford is just oozing with personality, and not just well, oozing <laughs> with personality. This guy has hops. Okay, I literally saw him jump off the top rope over the ring. His hops are amazing. He's incredibly athletic. They, as a tag team, they work really well. They've got amazing charisma. They are everything you would want in a tag team. My only issue with the Street Profits being here is now for the second time. This is the second time this year that the NXT Tag Team Champions end up on Monday Night Raw. We saw that with the War Raiders, and then they're on Monday Night Raw. Now the Street Profits. I, I'm not understanding why. I need a why. I don't understand the why right now. Because because they just won the tag championships at TakeOver 25, which is just a month or so ago. Um, I'm not sure if this is a way to get them out of defending the titles. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. So that's my question mark, which I'm sure time will certainly tell. Do they deserve to be on Monday Night Raw? Absolutely. They've got the personality. And again, I think with Heyman at the helm, Heyman's going to do great things with those guys. Um, but I just think that I don't think that their run in NXT was done. I don't know what this does for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Um, and I don't think that NXT should get sacrificed to make Raw or SmackDown look better. Well, I'm eager to see what, what's going to happen. I do agree with Clack. There was a new fresh wind of glory on me pertaining to Monday Night Raw. I was smiling harder. I was more excited. I actually watched more of Raw in time, real time this week than I have in quite some time because you guys wrote in a group chat, OMG, this Raw is crazy. And I tuned in, caught up through Braun Strowman and Lashley, and I saw what was happening. And I actually, between that and a little bit of NBA free agency, I was in real time. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy time. Pretty pretty crazy time. Now, uh, were there any misses on Monday Night Raw? Clack? Absolutely not. Uh, when you've got great writing and mediocre talent, all you have to do is be able to oh, read and follow God. your cues. Oh. And uh, this is why we're praising Heyman so heavily. Oh. Because, like GB said, there was no additional talent that showed up, but yet the show was amazing. Which proves my point that when uh, you're willing to be teachable, you can really reach any kind of new heights. So, no, no misses. Heyman is a genius. He is a product of the Attitude Era. And uh, when I say the Attitude Era, when I say the Attitude Era, I'm not talking about the literal definition from a man. I'm talking about the, the, the culturalization of a moment. And that is absolutely Heyman. That is absolutely Bischoff. It, it does not push Vince to birth the Attitude Era if it is not for those guys. So, yes, uh, all of those moments together. No misses on Monday Night Raw. Attitude Era is here. Everybody is contributing. And the mediocre, mediocre talent has a chance at being great. Oh Courtney, what do you think? Well, no, no, here, 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 here's a question for you, Clack. Because you keep saying the Attitude Era. You, you have praised John Cena and Brock Lesnar. 
Are you considering those them as guys that could have hung in the Attitude Era? Absolutely, they could have been in the Attitude Era, but they so, weren't. So, um, so who, so, I, so who do you see now that was on Monday Night Raw that could have hung during the Attitude Era? No one. Not even AJ Styles. Maybe AJ. Sure. Oh, so you maybe don't count, AJ. You don't count Seth in there. You don't think. Uh, Becky would have ruined these women. You don't think Charlotte would have no, ruined these no. women? Be- Becky, Becky would have died because then she would have had to be whoever she was before she copied Stone Cold. We already had an Austin. Oh, Sorry, God. we don't know who Clack, would have been Becky. I am you convinced. Clack. Oh, I, I am convinced. I can't even believe right Clack is now, You have the Memphis Mumps. Mm-hmm. You have the Memphis Mumps. Mm-hmm. Now, no one's seen the Memphis Mumps in quite a few years. As a matter of fact, if documented on paper, the Memphis Mumps haven't been seen since around 1963. But some kind of way, the Memphis Mumps have made its way over to you, and you have bumped your head. Clack, you need healing, fam. Mm-hmm. How do I know? Because you're trying to tell me that uh, AJ Styles possibly wouldn't make it in the Attitude Era. He'd be a champion in the Attitude Era. You're going Clack. too far. You're going you have to, been drinking from that the Mississippi River. Full of Hall of Famers. You know I mean? Have there, you there, gone there is back no and guarantee have you that he would have been a champion? God. He would have been there, sure. I'll oh, give you AJ. God. I'll give you Seth. Oh, uh, I'll give God. you Samoa. I'll give oh, you Kofi. Samoa wouldn't have been around the attitude there. Oh my Clack, you have washed yourselves in the lake of Mississippi River oh where parasites God. and bacteria are. I am convinced that you have long, you have been holding your breath waiting for Kawhi to sign with the lake of so long, you've become delusional. Oh my God. Are yeah. you delusional? Yes or no? Are you delusional? I am the only one that is seeing 2020. And I'm I'm just trying to rejoice that we've you, got a chance at the Attitude Era again. You know what's amazing? Guys, it's, it's being remixed. It's an opportunity we've been oh waiting for. Your your season of complaining is over. Oh you you God. have You've secretly been begging back. for the Attitude Era and it's oh upon you and you don't even God. recognize it. You, That's okay. You, I, you I have can tell you guys it. are going to miss the rapture. Oh you, you just proved it. You, crazy you, you people will never admit they're crazy. Never. You know, crazy people You guys are the men on the road to Emmaus. Your, your hearts will only burn once the moment is gone. And and you, sir, need this to walk in. My mind singed. And and you and you need the scales removed from your eyes because you keep seeing men as trees and not as men. Because every tree that you see, you've called a man. So if it's a tree, you call it the attitude era. If it's a tree, you call okay. If it's Eric Bischoff, yeah, attitude era. Tree. If it's Paul Heyman, it's the attitude era. Tree. You won't even recognize a D'Lo Brown, who the only reason Impact wanted D'Lo Brown was because the Impact era made mediocre people recognizable. Let me tell you something. The truth of it is this. Attitude Era is gone. Over. Deal with it. I cannot believe someone who is allegedly as progressive as you still lives in the past. Embrace the fact that, first of all, these wrestlers inside the ring are far better than the wrestlers that were in the ring during the Attitude Era. And all they needed was the PG lifting taken off of them so they could have the freedom, the independence... To be able to share their stories and tell it the way it's on their hearts. Now that they have a Paul Heyman who sees the world differently, who's had a mind for wrestling since the age of 14, he is helping to give them the freedom to do whatever it is that they desire. And it's working. And let me say this. Shout out to whoever called for when The Undertaker come out for him to do the whole promo in blue light. 
Whoever called for him to do the whole promo in blue light is a real winner here because not one of us wants to see those lights come on on Undertaker. But here's not the, one of them. But, but with that said, not one of us wanted that promo to be as long as it was either. That was my miss from Monday Night Raw. Undertaker can't talk as fast as he used to, and either he just has too much to say. Just come out and say, rest in peace. You die. I bury thee. Over. Hey, That's it. Okay. Oh, this is so mean. This is so mean what I'm going to say. But do you guys find The Undertaker struggling for words now that he's a believer? No, I find him struggling for words now that he's old. All right, so no. we're going to take no, a break. No, he doesn't want to send we, people we, to hell anymore. <laughs> I wanted him to send them to hell. Now he doesn't know what to call it because his convictions <laughs> are standing up. We need to absolve him of his convictions. Undertaker, send them directly and straight to hell. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about SmackDown. Did it deliver? Did it feel the way you wanted it to? Was there something different or not? Nah? We're going to talk about that and get our predictions for the G1 Climax and Impact Slam anniversary. But right now, some music that's new to, to uh, the faction. It's because it's the newest part of Monday Night Raw. Those NXT Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits. It's their theme song coming from CFO featuring Jay Frost. They call it Bring the Swag. Got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction.
in the chase, put in work the paper pays. On the up and I'm on the road. You beneath and you cut and cold. Hyperdriving, no cruise control. Got the life and they losing foes. I stay 100, I keep it homegrown. I live for the applause and all the people know. I bring the swag like nobody can. Don't mean to brag, what about it? Yeah. I bring the swag like nobody can. It's in the bag, man. Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Why you did that? What are you I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonnerfied Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonnerfied Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, this is Courtney. Welcome back to the faction. That was Bring the Swag by the Street Profits. Their theme song by CFO featuring Jay Frost. GB, let's get it. Oh, Courtney, there was a voice I thought you would have. The listeners no. have no clue what we're talking about, but it's all right. He chickened out. He chickened oh, out. I did chicken out. He chickened out really Courtney bad. Courtney does an amazing Tito Santana impersonation. <laughs> Arriba. 
Um, all right, so last night's episode of SmackDown Live took place live from the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, We're up in here. the home of HBK, the San Antonio Spurs, brother John Hagee, and one Courtney Aloysius Beard. And so the event took place starting off with the Kevin Owens show where he was reading off of cards and uh, ultimately it turned into a massive tag team match in the spirit of Teddy Long that would determine who would be the third entrance into the Extreme Rules SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Daniel Bryan, the current SmackDown Tag Team Champion, defeated Big E after some interference. Nikki Cross and Bailey exchanged words in a very special moment of bliss. We should have known something was up because Bailey came out in wrestling gear and not those jeans. Well, ended up in the ring. Bailey defeats Nikki Cross. Hmm, wonder where that's going. Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe come face to face. And then when Samoa Joe extends the olive branch for his hand, he doesn't get a hand, but he gets the universal finger sign that says you're number one. Hmm. Interesting that they're doing that in 2019. Andrade, back from uh, his uh, recent family leave, comes back in a big way and defeats Apollo Crews. Ember Moon, fresh off of being upset with all things WWE, defeats Mandy Rose. And then in the main event, Heavy Machinery defeats the makeshift team of Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler to advance to the Extreme Rules Tag Team Championship triple threat match. And then, of course, Kevin Owens downs Dolph Ziggler. All right, guys. What were your thoughts on SmackDown Live? One, welcome back, Easy E. Well, Easy E is back in the building, fam. Well, do you hear me? Well, what, GB? Well, I, what? I I don't want to burst your bubble, but this was actually not Eric Bischoff's doing. No, no, no. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff will not take the position until after Extreme Rules. GB, so it doesn't. See, this is where no, you get beguiled it, GB. No, and not. I hate to do this to you. you this know, is where you get beguiled it because you here think that a person has to be present just to have influence. Have you learned nothing you from the Messiah, the Mashiach? You oh, can speak a word and it happens in that location. Easy E has influenced the direction of SmackDown without even putting his hands on it. GB, oh, is that not the epitome of faith? Easy oh, E has told us already things are changing. Easy E is back and doesn't even have to be in the building. That GB is called influence. Let me help you with something. See, you are a true. Don't WC come in here with that slow singing and flower bringing. I just hit you with a chair. You're sir. a true WCW acolyte. That is who you are. And so you look anywhere and you thought you saw Eric Bischoff. Bischoff was nowhere close to SmackDown and won't be there until after Extreme Rules. Now, let me help you with something that should bring you comfort. It should make you feel wonderful. Eric Bischoff takes this position seriously. So seriously that he and his family, the reason they're not there, is because they're preparing to move to Connecticut. 
they're actually getting a home in Connecticut. They're leaving the Midwest slash West Coast, coming to Connecticut so that they can fully devote their time to SmackDown. I guarantee you SmackDown after Extreme Rules will feel a lot different than this SmackDown did. A but GP, you different. know what happened. They call Eric. Hey, Eric, they you're moving. Here's, here's what we're going to do. Eric, you know give us they didn't call points that you want us to implement and we'll implement these four things on the show so why if, eric because you don't have to be in the building to be influential gb is 2019 there's facetime there's skype there's television there's so still with, pigeons that can so, drop off messages so with all e of that then the why is he spirit of easy e was there well if the spirit of easy e is so important why is he trying to ensure that his physical presence is there because, because him being there is going to be more speak a word no gb being is the there same is reason why the messiah has spoken oh, in one Lord. gospel and then left us with this presence in the Holy Spirit in another one because he said I can speak it here but I'll actually dwell within the building a little later but he, my God no, I'm preaching up in here no you actually got it wrong because he was here first <laughs> then he sent his representative so the truth of it is he didn't send the no, representative no, no, I'm first about when yes, he spoke yes, the word yes. and it went Here's the distance the no, man sir. told him he said, no sir let me help you see that's that's exactly why your Wi-Fi is screwing up because your Wi-Fi even understands that you're wrong. So you're stuck. I wish you guys could see the picture of him completely stuck right now. It's a beautiful thing. Here's the truth of it. The truth of it is this. If Eric Bischoff was there live and in living color, it would have been a fully different situation. He did not send his representative. He is not taking the position until after Extreme Rules. When he gets there, there's going to be an extreme change. If Bischoff was there, it would not have started the way it did. It wouldn't have ended with, of all things, heavy machinery versus Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. None of that made any sense. So all of a sudden now we're supposed to like Kevin Owens when we haven't been liking him for weeks. And then there's no Sami Zayn. It had no continuity, which felt like the old regime. Open your eyes, you wishful WCW acolyte, and recognize Bischoff isn't here. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here. He's still in Colorado. <sighs> Crack, what do you think of SmackDown? Crack, go ahead. You better be glad my Wi-Fi is messed up. You better be glad your Wi-Fi is, is messed up. Because oh this man, oh they God. called him and said, what do you want to do? And he oh sent word Lord. on a few things that should happen. Oh I'm not saying the whole Lord. show was easy, e but there were some easy e moments. Clack, oh what do you think? Uh, I, I think SmackDown has taken its rightful place in second place. Uh, it was not Monday Night Raw. Uh, I have never thought that Eric Bischoff was the brain that Paul Heyman is. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're going to see the fruit of that. But I'm, I'm good with that. SmackDown should be second rate because a second rate SmackDown will be better than all of these other uh, food truck uh, wrestling organizations that just show up anywhere they want to. So I, I'm not I'm not afraid of that. I'm not ashamed of that. Uh, as far as Eric Bischoff having influence, unfortunately, I've got to agree with Gerard Bonner. He's right. It did not feel very Eric Bischoff-ish, mm -hmm. if I can. You know, from my time spent with WCW, it didn't feel like some of the things that he would have done. Now, just to give Courtney a pat on the back, that middle finger, oh, that came from Eric Bischoff. Sure. Exactly. He, he, he requested that. That's one thing. 
Yeah. No, I think that whole that. promo. That whole oh, promo okay. was an ECE promo. I, I'll even give you that. What is it? Here's the thing. We've not seen a middle finger on WWE television in quite some time. We Eric, what do you want to do? Have Kofi, have Kofi give Samoa Joe the middle finger. Have them go out and drop a pipe bomb. That's what I want. I want to see a pipe bomb by Joe. Let me help you Easy. with something. Here's one of the reasons why we know Eric Bischoff was not in the building because Eric Bischoff has already said, hey, listen, it's 2019. It's no longer time for McMahons to be on our television. Certainly, it's not time for a Shane McMahon to be GB, WWE champion. you're missing champion. it. I'm, I'm not, not saying missing that it. What I'm saying I'm not saying he ran the product. Uh, I said you he did had say that. You I said did he had say influence. that. Oh, my I Lord. said he had influence. He oh, called in and said, gosh. what do you want to do? Have Kofi give him the finger. Ooh. Have Samoa Joe and Kofi drop a pipe bomb. I said Eric's influence was oh, in the building. Oh, my gosh. You are a desperate soul. Uh, oh, I'm so, not desperate, so GB. Here's, here's the I hit reality. you with the chair, no, and thou has no, yet to recover. No. What are you talking about? I bashed you, you like you were Cody Rhodes. Here's the reality of it. The reality of it is this. SmackDown didn't feel like SmackDown normally feels, and it certainly didn't have that special extra thing that Monday Night Raw had. So here's what I said Thursday, and I'm well, going I to repeat it. That. I'm going to repeat it, and, and I'm going to have to be convinced otherwise. Eric Bischoff is not the wrestling mind that Paul Heyman is. Never has been, never will be. Eric Bischoff always did better spending somebody else's money. Eric Bischoff always did better using somebody else's ideas. If we're going to see Eric Bischoff come in and do stuff, I still want to know five great Bischoff ideas. Not ideas that were resurfaced, not ideas that were renovated. Five original Eric Bischoff ideas at, that still stand the test of time, and you can't name them. So, quite frankly, I'm concerned for Eric my dear Bischoff SmackDown to have Eric. Oh my! Eric Bischoff is provocative. Being That's provocative doesn't make you good. To give to say Kofi, go out there and give him the middle finger. That doesn't Eric make you good. Bischoff is provocative. Oh my God! You you know what? There are some other folks that are out there that Amber Rose is provocative. But I wouldn't exactly put her in charge of creative, all right? Uh, Kim Kardashian is provocative. I wouldn't exactly put her in charge of creative. Being provocative doesn't make you creative. It just means you can get people's attention, and after a while, that's going to get boring. So to me, I want to see an Eric Bischoff in Connecticut. I want to see what happens when Eric Bischoff gets his hands on this show. Personally, I'm concerned that we will get WCW 2.0, which is what you've been longing for, but I was never a huge fan of the WCW product. Now, here's the question. Will we get a WCW product that actually competed with Vince, or will we get that other product that had his hands tied that ultimately killed the company? I don't know. That's still yet to be determined. Paul Heyman's track record has been proven ever since we had our, our first eyes laid on him in AWA, into the NWA, into WCW, and ECW, even when he was over SmackDown. So him being over Raw, and here's my other thing. We didn't just see the influence of Heyman. Heyman's imprint was from start to finish on because Monday Night Because Heyman Raw. was there, GB. This he is was my in the point. building. You just proved my point. 
You just Which I said, I said Eric's influence. Point. There's and, a difference. So here's the they point. They had Heyman's here's leadership the, and Eric's influence. And Those so, are two different things. And here's the thing. Leadership will always trump influence from afar. Okay? So his present leadership. Not if you have a long-term sir, plan. Sir. He's moving his family. You know what I like He's about you? He's making the commitment. What I really like about you is you will die with the Titanic. I think it's admirable. No, no, G- I really GB, do. don't, I don't, don't, it's, don't I misguide the people. From the very beginning, I was dealing with the difference it's between admirable. leadership and influence. It's you can admirable. have influence and, and not have leadership. That. And you can have leadership and, and not have influence. Smackdown GB, you're trying to misguide the people. And that's not right because you have no clue what you're talking about. Oh, I have I a huge clue. I have had a huge influence clue. on Tuesday. And here's the thing. It didn't make that big of a difference. It not, gave us a middle. No, 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 no. We're wait, talking wait, wait, wait. about it, aren't we? Wait. Didn't Clack just say the one thing that felt good was the middle finger? One thing in two hours. We're used to a smackdown that feels good from cover to cover. So you've not told it's me anything. It's going to a transition. Oh my! Things will the feel ins- different. We got we got you know an what? attitude era esque middle finger. Black. This is how we know he went down with the ship in WCW. He sat up even up until March the twenty sixth, two thousand and one, and he kept saying the they're going to live. They're going to live. How do you I sit here and laud they're ECW? They're going to live. You know how I laud ECW because the reason ECW died is far different than the reason that WCW died. ECW, well, ECW didn't die because of a creative issue. They died oh simply put because of a WCW money. WCW didn't die because of a creative. WCW died WCW. because of the AOL Time Warner merger, and they didn't want wrestling on their tickets. So let you me get this straight. Let me, get, let me get this straight then. So if, they, if that's why they died, so are you blaming them for why they lost the ratings war as well? They lost yes. the rating. Yes, oh, because my. they tied his hands. They started to the, say, we don't tied. want this. Listen, oh, you already know. They t- you they already know if a new hands. regime comes let's, in, let's if a new straight. regime comes in so, and they don't want you, they don't care how well you're doing, they're going to tie your hands and strangle you out. So they tied his GP, hands. And when they, and when they released, shocked. let me get this. They tied his hands so that they could fire him and hire Vince Russo and give us the far more creative, far more provocative uh, Betty Bagwell on a pole match or Viagra on a pole match or the forklift match or yeah that listen, was provocative have you not that was amazing to any Eric oh podcast where he described the history of how it went down well you know it Eric Bischoff did come back Turner oh, left the Lord. control and sold oh. with the AOL merger oh. and they didn't want wrestling so let come me, on let TV. me guess that's let me guess. news you're no, being biased listen, and as a listen, journalist I'm, I'm not I'm not being biased the bottom line is this creativity is creativity Dusty oh, Rhodes geez, made a dollar out of 15 cents. Uh, 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 doubt me if you want. Paul Heyman I'm made shocked. a dollar I'm shocked out of 15 cents. You won't cents. realize Eric that it's the AOL creative- merger. Oh, my God. Eric Bischoff's create. Listen, Paul Heyman, when he was fighting with Spike TV and TNN to keep them on the network, okay, still had creative shows. They had creative shows until the last day. Day of broadcast. You but can't say that about. But you can't say that about WCW. Yes, they still died. WCW yes, they still died. buried themselves, and you know it, yes, and still, I know it. There's no themselves. doubt about it. They buried Clyde. themselves because of a let business deal. Let me ask you deal. a question, Clyde. AOL and Time Warner. They didn't want wrestling anymore. Let me let me ask you a very simple question, Clack. Raw versus SmackDown. Who will ultimately win this war? 
Monday Night Raw. Easy enough. All but, right. So but let's, we don't have a civil war anymore. Let's let's don't change the narrative though. Don't try to get me to make him feel no, bad. No, 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 no. This don't has have nothing to do anymore. with him. This has nothing to do with him. No, 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 no. He's you you just buried. tried to make me bury Courtney. And although I did Courtney not. needs to be buried, I did not. although although Courtney needs to be buried, I got a grave for you sitting right next to him. Not only is there no civil war, and SmackDown would be buried, but all your little AEW little uh, fantasies, oh, new things about to get buried too. No, God let me, bless okay. You. So since you wanted to go there, let me help you with this. I the only reason, the only, the only reason that GB, Eric Bischoff, this is so how y'all turn on me? The, Ill, the only no, reason no, that Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman are currently executive directors of Raw and SmackDown are because of Cody Rhodes and AEW. Exactly. Let's just call a spade a spade. And, and Here comes the pain. Black. You woke the beast up. You made us go get the legends out of retirement. It's, Here comes it's, the pain, young fella. Fine. Sorry about it's it. It's fine. The, the AEW is going to be just fine. On it. I got two words for you, Clack, and I'll end with these two words. You don't have a clue what you're talking about right now. Uh, that's way more than two words. All right, so let's go ahead. <laughs> we we need to get predictions because if Courtney is so great, he can defend his championship outside of WWE. If he's not, he's just a paper champion. So we've got two big events going on this weekend that uh, it'd be great to get some predictions for. We've got the G1 Climax event going on in Dallas this Saturday. And then on Sunday, we've got Impact's pay-per-view for Slammiversary. So it's time to get some predictions for both of these events. Let's see what's going to happen. Let's first go to uh, New Japan and uh, their big event that's happening in Dallas, which you'll be able to check out on this, Access this TV. This is so unfair. What this is, is unfair? only a way to rob me of the title what? Wait a minute. so you can have this the is, title back. This... You know Clack doesn't even watch New Japan. Hold so on. this is nothing but highway <laughs> this, robbery of you to rob is... me of the But it's okay. <laughs> You just turned the title into the 24-7 title. Oh. Go ahead. First of all, why did this have to get turned on me? Why you always got to say let, something? Let's, I'm sick of you. let's start why with this. Why you always got to say something about me? This G is Gerard, I'm sick of him. <laughs> I'm sick I'm of him, sick too. Of, I'm this sick is... of you. I'm sick of GB because this is nothing but a way to steal the belt from me because I'm winning. <laughs> steal the First of all, you're yeah, not winning. Is, second of all. This is a last-minute version of you making it a no-holds bar. Second of all, this is not a WWE exclusive show. Every week we talk about either AEW, New Japan, true, Ring of it Honor, Impact okay. Wrestling. Let's as do the predictions. So you can, let's do the predictions. So you can steal the belt from me. Go as ahead. A matter I'm a, of you fact, know what I want to do? Courtney. I want to just lay down like Jarrett did. That's what I want to do. I'm going to lay down like Jarrett did. Look at you grabbing some old WCW history. They didn't lay down in WWE, did they? No. Yeah, gonna, they didn't lay down in AEW. They didn't lay down in New Japan. They laid down in WWE. They laid down in WCW because they had nothing be better to do. I'm just nope, saying. No, no. So oh, trust me. That's, that's why you referenced it. They laid down in WWE. That's exactly why oh, you referenced me. it. Oh, whatever. This, 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 this same as a, guy. As a matter of fact, if we're going to go there, the only reason WCW was good was because they took old WCW guys and stole talent from ECW. So again, hey, I say. Hey, so what do you want me to say? Left leftovers are better days later. I don't know what you're trying to say. Leftovers, leftovers are better a few days later. Left, that's, if they that's were WWE leftovers, leftovers, they're better wow. next day. So here we go. New Japan's G1 Climax. We've got nine matches here. Uh, first off, we've got a tag match between Sho and Yo against the uh, Gorillas of Destiny. 
We've got uh, Shota Umino and Tomohoro Ishii against Ren Narita and Jeff Cobb. Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto against Chase Owens and Jay White. We've got a six-man tag with Jushin Thunder Liger, Juice Robinson, and Toru Yano against Bushi, Shingo Tagaki, and Tetsuya Naito. Then we get into the G1 Climax matches. In fact, I'll be super nice to you. I'll be super nice to you and leave it to only having to predict the G1 Climax matches. Okay? Be nice to you. So you got one, two, three, four, five matches to start. Will Ospreay versus Lance Archer. Evil versus Bad Luck Fale. Sonata against Zack Sabre Jr. Kota Ibushi versus Kenta. And Kazuchika Okada versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. You can begin, sir. Okay, I actually feel bad because I cannot find what you are looking at. Mm. So name the matches yeah. again. And I, that, that's okay. Name them again, and I will choose my answers. Go will, ahead. Come on. Will Ospreay versus Lance Archer. Oh, Will Ospreay all day. Will Ospreay, who got an apology from Seth Rollins earlier today. He did get an apology from Seth Rollins, which I thought that was interesting. And now Seth owes him Nando's. He does. Evil versus Bad Luck Fale. Bad Luck Fale. All right, next we'll go with Sonata versus Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, Zack Sabre Jr. Kota Abushi versus Kenta. Kota Abushi. Hmm, that's an interesting choice. And last but not least, Kazuchika Okada versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Come on, man, Okada. Oh. If Okada were to lose in the first, it, it lose this one right here, I'd be shocked, but he's not. Hmm. Okay. Clack, would you like to uh, throw some choices oh. in here? You should. Uh, Osprey versus Archer. Absolutely. Oh, no, no. I pay better attention than Courtney. I'm going with Will. I'm going with Evil. I'm going with Zach. Going with Coda and Okada. Okay. All right. What just happened? My. <laughs> <laughs> We're in an alternate universe, what folks. <laughs> Good I'm going Lord. with Will Ospreay. I'm going with Evil. Uh, I'm going with Zack Sabre Jr. for sure. Um, I'm really torn on this Ibushi-Kenta match. And I'm going with Kenta. Because I don't think his first match back at New Japan is going to be a loss. And um, I'm really torn with Okada and Tanahashi. But I think I'm going to go with Okada on this one. All right, now let's move to the next night, Impact Wrestling. They've got their Slammiversary card, which has one, two, three, four, five, six matches, and they all should be very, very interesting. Here they are uh, in uh, the World Championship matches on the line. Brian Cage against Michael Elgin. Uh, the X Division title sees Rich Swan defend against Johnny Impact. The Tag Team Championship sees LAX versus the Rascals. A Monsters Ball Fatal Four Way Impact Knockouts Championship match between Taya Valkyrie, Sue Young, Rosemary, and Havoc. Moose against RVD. And Tessa Blanchard in an intergender match against Sammy Callahan. Okay, I'll go first. I'm picking Michael Elgin over Brian Cage. Oh, new champion. Oh. I know, right? I know, but but the uh, the promos would have been really, really good. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm picking, uh, man, 
that Rich Swan versus Johnny Impact is going to be a great, 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 great match. I always like Johnny Impact, though. So I'm going to go with Johnny because of this Slammiversary. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say Moose over Rob Van Dam, though. Okay. Um, Ro we were there when Rose Rosemary came back. Mm -hmm. uh, Sue Young is great. Uh, but I am going to stick with Taya Valkyrie. She, 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 she's a monster size. Okay. Um, uh, Latin American Exchange, just really quick, makes me say, let me go back to AEW. I don't want to see the Young Bucks win anymore against that other tag team. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm going to choose the – do you agree with that, GB? I do. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Latin American Exchange because of Slamversary. Uh, I am also going to – dude, I mean, I shouldn't, but Tessa Blanchard, we're in Texas. She can't lose in Texas. Okay. And we're okay. go, going to go with Killer Cross in the match that really should have been for Ric Flair versus Charlotte Flair. Now, wait. What's the Killer Cross match? I don't have that one on here. First Blood. Against who? Uh, against uh, Eddie Edwards. Ah, okay. 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 Let me write that down. Cross. Eddie Edwards. First Blood, okay. fam. You know I'm all about that. So you got Killer Cross in that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Clack. Uh, Michael. Johnny. LAX, Havoc, RVD. Wait, let me catch that. Johnny, LAX, Havoc. Michael, Johnny, LAX, RVD. Johnny, LAX, Havoc, RVD. Michael. Uh -huh. Johnny, what about wait? LAX, wait I got them. I got Havoc. it. I, he's oh, like on repeat. I feel like he's naming new edition. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, what about Killer Cross versus Eddie Edwards first blood match? I'm gonna go with Eddie, and he will summons the power of Eddie Guerrero. Oh, oh interesting. Shoot. Okay, uh, I'm going to. <laughs> strangely enough, I am actually going with Eddie Edwards on this one because I think Eddie Edwards is crazy, uh, a little crazy. crazy, a little crazier than Killer Cross. Um, this is going to sound weird. I know I should probably go for Tessa, but they're going to give us a moment we're going to talk about. So to do that, Sammy Callahan's going to win. Um, let's see. Uh, RVD and Moose. Uh, I'm going to go RVD on this one. Um, I, too, am going with Havoc for the Women's Championship. LAX, I think, will take out the Rascals, even though that's going to be a great match. Um... I'm going to shock us. I'm going to go with Rich Swan. Rich Homie Swan. And uh, I really should have watched those promos on Cage and Elgin. But I think, you know, it's Slammiversary. It's time for something different. He's the New Japan guy. I'll go with Michael Elgin on this. All right. So this is this is actually going to be historic. It is the first time that there's been a non-WWE uh, product that's going to be involved in our championships here. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend for pro wrestling. We'll be watching. We hope you guys will as well. Let's hear from you guys via social media. Here's how you can reach out to us. Courtney. At C Major Beard on Instagram. At C Major Beard on Twitter. Kawhi Leonard. Make the right decision and come to the home of a former WrestleMania, the Staples Center. All right. Clack. Brandon J. Clack on everything I got, social media platforms. I'll see you soon. 
And, of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfide. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for the latest and greatest news and all sorts of fun commentary uh, at The Faction Show. Have a great 4th of July, everybody. We'll certainly see you next week, but we'll be available on social media. So hit us up. Until then, it's Courtney. It's Clack. It's GB. We are The Faction. <laughs>